0: Storymakers. I'm Angie Powers. I'm Elizabeth Stark. And And this this is Storymakers Storymakers Show. Show. And today on Storymakers, Elizabeth's had a little amaretto. Mm Mm-hmm. We've got a cozy fire, and
1: you might be able to hear the rain in the background. These are not artificial sounds. But they may be distant. Right. Anyway, our topic tonight comes from a moment maybe ten years ago when angie said to me it almost doesn't seem like you love to write anymore or even like it or i don't know maybe you said i hate it i don't know but you just it doesn't feel like you love writing anymore right do you remember that my guess is given
0: given who i am i probably said it seems like you don't like it you don't like (laughs) it
1: maybe but in any case you said whatever you said and I and that moved you it did. and that's why we're doing a podcast we're, ten years later well we're gonna talk about what we love about writing and I will say that that was a life-changing moment for me because I had really been struggling a lot and um, and I reengaged in a different way I thought you know I have to take some measure of control over the part I have control over and make that part work for me, mm-hmm. and it's been a beautiful and pleasurable journey. Interesting to, to love writing and to have this wonderful writing life that I have. Sounds like you've cultivated an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> Maybe, and I think also then building a community through Book Writing World, mm-hmm. saying, "Okay, here's where I want to get to. Let's get there together." Right, which I think is. Really huge. Like I actually think that if you want to get somewhere, helping someone else get there is going to teach you how to do it. Sure. There's a whole thing about how we re- we remember ten percent of what we hear and ninety percent of what we teach. So in other words, if you're if you sit in a lecture, you retain about ten percent of that lecture. Over, but if you over what time period? Well, I don't remember the exact, but it is actually a study. You can There's a little in. mantra.
0: That's the only reason I'm saying. There's a little. If you, you know, tell somebody, they'll remember twenty percent. Right. If, they, you, if, if people write it
1: down, they the, remember more. There are different kinds of note taking. Clearly, we didn't read, write it. We didn't write down that
0: little <laughs> aphorism because we don't know what it is.
1: I but. used to, I used to actually have this pyramid diagram of that study, and I used to hand it out when I taught community college, and I would then have my community college students get up and teach the class mm-hmm. and it it did absolutely grip the other students to watch one of their own stand up and teach the class and they were dynamite i mean mm-hmm. not you know in different ways and whatever but it was really exciting so but the point is what is the point the point <laughs> is that in teaching other people to build a writing life i have in fact retained 90% Most of what you remember, <laughs> of
0: what I teach, and we started this conversation by talking about what we love. What writing. we love oh, but about we writing. We start
1: to talk about what we're working. I know, on, but right? we, so
0: that's what we're going to talk right. about today. But that's I'm just, our topic. That, that was a long. That is a very long warm up. Yeah. All right. What are you working on? I am working on uh, multiple client projects at this point, and I am working on and I need to get a little more time for this because this is not something you can do once and then be like, oh, I'm ready. Uh, I'm
1: I'm working on a stand-up routine for... Sonoma County Writer's Camp. Writing comedy. Writing, no, not not writing, but humor. Writing humor about writing.
0: I'm not doing a lecture. I'm actually standing up in front of people. And being funny. And being funny. And um, there's a lot that's weird about writing,
1: so I'm glad we're focusing on what we love today. All right. Um, I am working on I'm actually back in waiting, but you know the cycle mm-hmm. continues. <laughs> you and are a lady in waiting. I I seem to be, but um but I did actually just send it back this weekend, so we we've done we've been batting it back and forth a lot faster. Oh good. Like kittens. Yes. Yes. With a ball of.
0: Now it's yarn. insane how much you've done, how quickly you've turned stuff around. Now quickly they've turned stuff around. Yeah. So
1: knock wood. Mm. Yeah, it's been incredible. It's yeah, don't drink the dog. It's been an incredible process. I feel very lucky. Excellent. Yeah. So you're working on waiting? Well, I'm waiting, but I, I will say that I'm actually, you know, thinking about how I want to approach what's next because I have several things on the back burner. And One of the kind of fantasies as I go through all these iterations is to do that iterative work ahead of time, which is what sort of our book in a year class is about. It's what all your planning stuff is about. So I'm actually thinking about really doing that and in the playful way that you discuss about, you know, doing or you'll make me do five versions of the seven steps, things like that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that that's um, really smart and playful. And funnily enough, when Ellen and I were teaching our free sneak peek into Sonoma County Writers Camp, she talked about this thing she does, this exercise she does. This is Ellen Sussman's exercise where she has people write three, like what could happen next, three things, or you know whatever whatever the mm. question is that's up the scene question or whatever. And she's such a. Right by the cedar pants. My character has
0: just woken up. What is? What what are three things that could happen? Right, or
1: what are three reasons why they're awake? (laughs) Or this, you know, what are three reasons why our children might be screaming in the next room? Anyway, and that most of the time people are initially attached to their first idea, but in fact like their second or third idea better Mm -hmm. and that iterative I said that's really a lot like what Angie does and she thinks of what she does is in some ways sort of categorically opposed to what you do not that you know that one's right and one's wrong but um, and I just thought that was so interesting so
0: what's going to happen next
1: (laughs) we're hearing a little door slamming in the background as well as the rain and the crackling of the fire these are the domestic sounds in the backdrop okay so, let's talk about the things we
0: love about writing. And so, I kind of have a guess that since you picked this topic, you have something you want to share about what But it what might you be love.
1: more interesting for that reason for you to begin. What do you love about writing,
0: Angie Powers? Mostly, I think what I love about writing is learning.
1: Hmm. learning and what's going to happen next?
0: No, I think that... Well, I love being swept up in a story and I love the way that I'm swept up when it's in my head. I haven't messed it up yet by getting it out of my head. Um, and <laughs> Do you love the pre-writing? Well, you know, I used to be a total non-planner. And the truth is, I still have those wonderful little reveries of imagination as I'm outlining, or in between iterations. Um, but I like learning about, so like, so much about life. So I think one of my, there's lots of things I love, but one of my favorite things is that paying attention to things is super valuable and super engaging. So, you know, you don't have to worry about Being a weirdo when you're a writer, because A, you're already a weirdo, but B, you know, I I remember younger, like just being fascinated by things and having other people just feel like that was not that interesting. (laughs) And so, being a writer lets you have a level of deep focus that you can sort of justify by saying, Well, I'm really paying attention to detail for
1: Mm -hmm. what I'm working on right now. And yet, because you're creatively writing, You get to pay attention to whatever you want to pay attention to, and and you get to follow it wherever you want to go. Exactly. So you're not stuck somewhere paying attention. Pay attention! Mm -hmm. No. You're kind of inventing the thing to which you pay attention. Yes. Reveries. Talk more about reveries. When are you going to talk? After you. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know...
0: So, you know, my story is always... That, you know, we used to, my dad would prune the trees in our... The fruit trees. Yes, on our ranchette. (laughs) And so we would, my sister and I would have to drag the prunings, which we called brush, into a big pile. Which we called the The burn pile. Yes, there was a brush pile and then the burn pile. Burn pile is a certain time of year. Mm. And so... (laughs) So anyway,
1: it was all about language. Really. Yes.
0: Um, so I would entertain myself while I was doing things like that. Hated weeding. I feel so bad as an adult that I can't garden, but I hated weeding. Like I just, it it didn't give me that same sense of whatever. But I would tell myself stories as I was dragging the, you know, spindly little branches into a pile.
1: If you could have just wandered around ripping out kind of whatever you wanted across the yard and leaving whatever you wanted to leave, that would have been maybe more like Well,
0: it was more high stakes because I had a tendency to do things like pull out the wrong plant. So, um, you know, the asparagus that my parents had been working a long time to get started, I mistook for weeds, which they weren't. (laughs) So...
1: Are they grass asparagus? I They'd think they, see, they are. They look just like grass.
0: Right? Totally like look the like ants,
1: grass. You know, the ants' grass. Yeah. Anyway, so telling yourself stories. Right. So do you think that you would do that more now if you didn't have stories piped into your ears all the time?
0: I think there is definitely something for that wild boredom. But I kind of do it anyway. But it was wonderful to be on the train because
1: we just took a train to Reno and back.
0: Reno and back, Reno and back. With we just you. took a train to Reno and back. <laughs> anyway, um, and it was kind of wonderful in, in a very similar way. I was really... Bored. <laughs> well, I wasn't <laughs> bored, though, and that's the thing. I mean, I think there is a skill set to be, you know, con- reconnected to.
1: I wasn't bored either. I thought I would be because when I took the train from New Jersey to South Carolina when I was 19, I just remember being bored off my rock, but then again... I didn't have an iPhone. <laughs> oh, but there was the window. No, the window was amazing. I don't know why I was, I don't know what was happening there. It was probably just a moment in my life that was tumultuous. Probably. really tormented.
0: Yes, so... Um. But on the train to Reno, I mean, like, there you are. And I was joking as we left Oakland. Like, oh, look, take the train and see the backside of America. (laughs) And there were definitely places that were like that. (laughs) Like the crack. Yes. um, But there were definitely places where, you know, there was a stretch. Where it was nothing but trees and oddly spaced, burnt-out cars that were, like, on their roofs. (laughs) And you're this just like, specific... how did that happen? Like, and why are there so many? Like, is this just what people do? Well, I'm done with this car. Let's <laughs> drive it off this ravine and light it on fire. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but what perfect fodder
1: for the writer. Yeah, so that's the, hence the Amtrak uh, backside riding, of America. Some kind of writing uh, fellowship, which, right? which is gone. It's gone. Yeah, now
0: they have a social media.
1: Oh God.
0: So bad, <laughs> I know. So bad. How about this social media Amtrak? Leave <laughs> on the same day you're supposed to. <laughs> I'm being, I exaggerate. It
1: was only nine hours later, <laughs> But um this is what's old-fashioned about it. They're just not on the the kind of thirty-second no, time No, they time used to clock. be.
0: Uh, they used to be. That's the thing. Yeah. Trains used to be the thing by which other people I set think their watches. in Germany. No, in the U.S. All right. Can't you hear the whistle blowing? Yes. So what I love about writing is the way that it deals with your boredom. Because <laughs> you're never bored if you have the back of your eyes. Mm.
1: Well, I will say um, that when I write, and I usually write every morning, uh, you know, at Are least your eyes open? journal sometimes, sometimes. Um, I am amazed. First of all, there's that whole idea of I don't know what I think until I see what I write, and I definitely have that. I get much more clarity. I process things. Some of the things I process are dumb and boring, you know, house cleaning kinds of things, and some of the things are scenes. And uh, sometimes I'll do nonsense writing, where I'll I'll write they are actual sentences, but they don't, you know, make sense, which is fabulous. A great exercise to do. Right. Um. So anyway, so that morning writing—I've talked a lot about morning writing. I love tapping into that dream self and go, go, go. And I love what I find out Mm -hmm. by writing, being in conversation with myself. The clarity I get—it's really my meditation practice. In theory, I do both, but you know, a lot of times I just write, and um, and it's clarifying for me. So there's—I say write on. Thank you. Then. I actually I love revising. Mm-hmm. And I just I know this is just sort of bad for the trees, but when I print something out, I can edit it.
0: I just would like to say that we actually use a bamboo-based paper. All right, it's bad for bamboo. <laughs> well, if right. It's a it's a far more renewable resource, yeah, right? Yes, water,
1: it probably takes water.
0: You know what? There's
1: no getting around. Right, but still, not, but. we do have our bamboo. Anyway, Um, I I love editing I love when I have enough distance and it's not always time time is helpful distance is helpful but when I get to sometimes get lost in my own writing or get where a passage finally actually works Mm -hmm. enough that I can read it and it still works even you know I don't have a new idea for how to edit it or execute it which is amazing, but that does happen.
0: So wait, you're saying you love it when you're writing and you don't have an idea?
1: No, I don't have a new idea about how to edit something.
0: No, you don't have so a new it idea. It takes
1: about 100 drafts until I can read something and I think, and I'm just lost in it as a reader. Mm-hmm. And I don't have an edit for it. Okay, now I see what that, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, So I do get there, which is amazing. But I also love editing. I love, and I love even being edited. I love getting a brilliant line edit and it just changes the sentence it just tightens it and suddenly it's like ah gleam and then i love telling stories i love characters i love a turn of phrase that'll appear and i i wouldn't have been able to think it before i wrote it um i love reading and i love the film feeling- do you
0: love having written we were joking mm-hmm. earlier about that that whole story about People don't really want to be writers. They want to have written.
1: I am the opposite, and actually, like one of my coaches.
0: <laughs> one of my many, many coaches. <laughs> one of
1: my co- coaches are fantastic people. You know, you wouldn't be a baseball player without a coach. You wouldn't run the do the Olympics without a coach. We need coaches. Anyway, one of my coaches has really encouraged me to, as a separate part for my creative. Writing self who loves to do all that creative, generative, and even editing and all that, have a part of me that advocates for the things I've finished because I actually have this it's huge hard. backlog of work, right? It is hard, but it's the opposite of like, I want to, you know, I want to have written. Mm-hmm. I, I, And you would do have to plug what you have written, even though you could write it better now.
0: Right. But I would argue that there's. They're just hugely different processes and skill sets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think about that woman, Mayor, the woman who was a nanny but was also this amazing photographer. Oh. And, you know, she took... M-A-Y-E-R? No, M-A-I-E-R.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And she took these, you know, they found this treasure trove of her photographs and she just took thousands of them.
1: Yes. And they and were amazing, they, actually.
0: They totally were amazing. And what's interesting, though, is that she didn't develop them. <laughs> she she took the photo. Fo- no, no. She developed She sent them to someone else. Oh. So in photography, right. a lot, like, the second part of the process is also... That piece. So she really actually collaborated with someone who was from the small town that either she or her mother were was from in France. And there's a great documentary about it. I can't remember right now, but we'll try to find it. Try to put it in the show notes. But this, you know, the idea that the we live in a world right now where, especially like with film, you need to be the person who can do everything. There's this huge sense of actually generalization when it comes to video so which is
1: sort of interesting because i think that would suit you in that you like all the parts
0: i do like all the parts and at the same time those skill sets around getting things into the world are just very different in a lot of ways
1: and you have to be motivated outside of yourself well it's like a friend of mine just said i need an agent to help me find an agent Right. right because you right like the whole reason you're looking for an agent is to have that person who can go out in the world for you and and present so your where work. does
0: writing actually when you ask this question what do you love about writing where does writing
1: begin and end uh, well that's a wonderful question i mean it's interesting because i already definitely wrapped editing into what i love about writing mm-hmm. right i actually really do love that
0: I don't think you can take editing out of writing. But
1: I think there are people who love early drafting more and people who love editing more. and There's all the different things. Right,
0: but you can't write something without revision.
1: Well, I just want to say as an aside that, and maybe I've already said this in a different episode, but that whole idea that, you know, that people say, oh, if I knew what was going to happen, I couldn't write it or I would be so bored or whatever is like well once you write that first draft then you know and then you have 99 more drafts or at least nine right where somewhere between nine and 99 where you do know what happens Mm -hmm. and so that whole argument just seems a little bit so let's us agree to me
0: if we do that when we say writing we do include revision yes so
1: and i actually one more thing on that because i think it's really important which is when you're a little bit of a perfectionist or you're creative and you're always imagining being somewhere other than where you are, people really get into this thing where when they're editing, they feel like they should be drafting. But when they're drafting, they think they should be editing. And when, the, you know, there's always the stage you're at, and there's always a sense that the other stage is more legitimate. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that they're all really valid. And when you say my writing time, it can be editing, it can be drafting. It can, can it be napping? <laughs> Mm, if you're hitting your minimums and I don't mean your napping minimums <laughs> I, well I think napping minimums are important well that's fine but I think that that's where having a, another so napping could be part of it but if you're you know if you know you're hitting a thousand words a day or five hundred words a day or so I, I, I write
0: or, let's say I write to time not to
1: words okay I don't think napping can be part of your writing time No, I think it can support it and supplement it just like I can have tea, but, like, drinking tea is not writing. But it's really helpful while writing to be drinking tea. And or yet, I don't know. when you're tumbling those ideas around, like, rough
0: rocks in a rock polisher from the 70s. That um, you
1: bought at a garage sale.
0: That you bought at a garage sale. Anyway. So the, the main point. Look at you derail me. <laughs> um,
1: Ooh, railroad. Full circle. Full circle podcast.
0: Anyway, tumbling, tumbling rocks and ideas. Yeah. Like that's a critical part of the process. Absolutely. So, do you, so. You're saying though, when we talk about writing, what's the you know when you say some of the favorite parts about writing? What we talk It about can't be what napping we talk about writing. I
1: say no napping.
0: So napping no, I can't say
1: nap away. But I. But say But it can't be my favorite part of writing. It can be your favorite part of writing, but if all you're doing is napping, then you're kind of losing track. It's like, can you can napping? No, be I part understand of horseback that. riding. I understand sure, that. Sure, we but were... if you don't have a horse, you never get on one, and you don't know how to ride, the napping isn't going to get you there.
0: Absolutely. And yet, we had a conversation to try and find the edges of the beginning and the end of the writing process. So, so what you love
1: about writing is napping. Yes. <laughs> because I'm doing some serious So I'm, I'm happy for napping to be a part of the process but I think if you're like my goal is to nap every day you may not end up I think
0: everyone would be a lot happier if I napped, if you every, napped every day, day.
1: <laughs> alright so where have we gotten what of what what use have we provided to our lovely listeners well probably very little but I'd love
0: to hear what other people love We would really love to hear from you. And so.
1: We need like a Twitter handle or something, but. Yes. Any hoodle. Um, (laughs) This is your new thing. You can tweet to me if I can remember my Twitter handle. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Anyway, so to recap, we're going to talk about things we hate about writing, but only in the writing itself and with our friends with
1: um <laughs> hey we can talk about what we hate about writing on our podcast yes we can that's a different episode i don't hate much about writing though is the truth well okay that's not a different episode that's now what do we hate about writing it's the underbelly right it's mm-hmm. the flip side so um well what do i hate about writing i love that question <laughs> 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 um all right, help me out. What do you hate about writing? I'm um, Mostly my handwriting. I hate shame. Mm-hmm. I hate when I feel like I haven't done something well or I'm afraid I haven't done it well. And I just, I have a, an enormous capacity for shame around writing. So I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope that I've gotten over it to some extent. Right. But, you know, but I don't think that I have entirely. So that's one thing I don't like. Um, I mean, I do think that, like, that getting on in one's life helps reduce shame. So the <laughs> your skin's getting
0: leathery in more than one way? <laughs> exactly. Thanks, honey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so That's beautiful. That's okay. Mine's been leathery uh, since like 22 1922. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> um I You know, I I don't like the how long it takes to I mean, the truth is I have ooh, it's hailing or something. I have this whole backlog of work and and I don't and now and because I'm not very good at getting it out into the world I sort of I don't like that part. I don't like the whole other That's part. just a system. Yeah. It's a whole thing but what else? So that whole the world of writing being you know its own has its own challenges. Um, I lose everything.
0: So unless, uh, like,
1: here's this journal I wrote in for three pages, and here's another. Yeah, one. I have a
0: lot of things that I've written in for three pages. I've got, uh, you know, my MFA thesis, which was ended up being, you know, seven tomes. It made my struggle look like a slender pamphlet. But uh, <laughs> you won an award for it.
1: <laughs> but I, you know, where is it? the award no it's on a some kind of clunky clunky disc somewhere i know anyway what else so i what i hate about you hate about writing
0: well you have to know where your stuff is yeah
1: but it's that's sort of that's just a system too yeah. <laughs>
0: very very little in life is not just a system
1: I mean, I do think it's intense how long it You know, that that it can take 10 years to write a book and 10 hours to read one. Yeah. That's a little bit unfair, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um. I agree
0: with the shame piece. It's really challenging. It's really challenging to sit. um, You know, we often talk about the fact that whether I've written something badly or I've written something well, I kind of feel the same about it at the time I write it. Like, I don't have a sense of, like... That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, the right. critical voice. Mm-hmm. So this was an interesting thing that came up because I was having the critical voice really strongly. And you reminded me what I was saying a lot last year, which is that the critical voice actually isn't right. right? And mm-hmm. I say this all the time. I mean, the critical voice just means you're writing. It doesn't actually know anything about writing. And it was such a shock for you to say that and to remember that. And it was so hard to believe that the critical voice wasn't just really right and just and giving me this you know, incisive critique into mm-hmm. what I was doing. It's very hard not to believe the critical voice when it's up.
0: And your other coach would describe that as a saboteur. saboteur! Right? And that and I love that notion and actually, you know, I sh- shared that tool, which is I think if you are a human and writing, you probably struggle with that voice or some and, your
1: own creative version of it.
0: And um What I love about the notion of the saboteur is that you can actually say like how much, what are you protecting me from to that voice? Right. What is it that I I need to be protected by? And I think for a lot of people, it's more shame, the fear (laughs) of embarrassment of of real people or whatever, you know, maybe it's that nobody will care. Maybe it's that um, you, you did it. Really bad job, and someone's gonna look at you and think, "Oh my gosh, that poor person thinks they did a good job." <laughs> like that's one of my fears. And so then you can say, "Okay, well, how much protection do I
1: need from right. that?"
0: And I think that's and a hugely you, useful. Sometimes tool.
1: you right, you can this is the idea that you can negotiate with your saboteur and say, "Okay, you know what? I will reread my work before I send it out into the world." But I actually, it's okay with me for some people to be like, "Yeah, try again." right or like oh edit this
0: terrible mm. metaphor so whatever. maybe i don't need 100% right,
1: maybe protection I mean,
0: which is what writer's block would look like right and um, maybe i need 20% protection yeah. which would mean okay i'm really going to
1: i'm going to read this in a few days and yeah. then, then decide right right so um, i hope we didn't end on a down note after all this sort I of rationalizing so, about cuz we just talked about oh all we love <laughs> Connecting with your saboteur. Yeah, and negotiating yeah. and getting a little wiggle room. So it is time for Steal this. this. Amateur poets, borrow professional poets, steal what have you come across in your wanderings and readings that you would like to take and make your own. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I do. Because I know what I want. Yeah. It is Olivia Coleman's
0: ah, Oscar yes. speech for oh. best
1: actress. I just want to say I never use the word actress except talking about the Oscars. Right. Poetess. It's like, such. anyway that's another <laughs> rant but um, she was brilliant and she got up there and you could see her she mouthed what am I going to say or I think something. she did what am I gonna do what am I gonna do because you know she goes <laughs> and in fact when I, I hadn't seen the movie we saw it today um, and so they had like the five candidates and she was right in the middle and I thought like well it's gonna be one of those two on either side of her right mm-hmm. like that's what I thought and I think that's what she thought too and, but I don't know. What do I know? She had seen the movie. She might be a really good actor. I mean, she's brilliant, actually. Right? But I mean, oh, she me might faking be. It. <laughs> right, right. No.
0: So but. I've rehearsed this for 17 years, <laughs> yeah. and this is what my Oscar speech looked like well, when she, I was a cleaning she person. She even
1: meant, I know. She was, okay, well, okay. That theory, which I don't think you're actually putting forth, no. uh, undermines what I want to steal, which is her wonderful authenticity. Mm-hmm. And that she went beat by beat. You know, the first thing she said was, uh, sort of this is really incredibly stressful or something right she's genuinely like, this stressful this is genuinely stressful and then she looked at the Oscar and she was like this is hilarious and then she was like I want an Oscar and I mean it was just and each beat was a totally different emotional direction yeah. but they were so authentic and she was so committed to them I mean this is an acting writing human thing they were real they were authentic how about you? Well,
0: at this point, I feel like there are so many things that I want to take from the world. Um, that sounded dark.
1: The world. Well, no, it sounded wonderful. The world, the wonderful world. It rolls at your feet. What's that from? Kafka. Is that is that Kafka? No, no. I'm thinking of um, Kim Adonizio, but you know, <laughs> very similar. Kafka, Kim Adonizio. Is that her name? Yeah. You remember that poem from like a million years ago like and it says i will that is is that kafka <laughs> i'm confusing to, i can't drink i just can't drink <laughs> it is it will roll that is kafka, kafka yes it will roll at your in wonder at your feet or well, something right that's amazing So that's, that's that amazing kafka passage then there is this other came out i need a <laughs> poem about drinking at a bar okay. and at the bottom of the glass <gasps> yes
0: that was wonderful too we're gonna put both of those <laughs> maybe into the um, show notes. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? I'm not
1: promising.
0: You're not promising what? Was that it? you won't link to that poem well, or that quote
1: tomorrow morning.
0: But we probably will. We'll okay. Try. And with that, I am going to steal
1: the wonder of the world. Rolling at your feet. Rolling at your feet. I'm so happy to be reminded of that. See, I love that (laughs) Kafka thing. We'll I already did it. We'll do the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, now we'll do the whole thing. No, saying can you recite it? No, (laughs) it will roll. What? Oh, it's so good. I I wish we could. Let's just read it. Okay, it is the perfect ending.
0: Okay, and now we're back with this. (laughs) Kafka quote and it's really it's just the same moment as it was. We're just remembering this off the top, off of, the our top of our heads. Because
1: that's the world we live in. Right.
0: And now Elizabeth Stark performs Franz Kafka's.
1: Awesome quote. <laughs> it is not necessary that you leave the house. Remain at your table and listen. Do not even listen, only wait. Do not even wait. Be holy, still and alone. The world will present itself. Pre- the world will present itself to you for its unmasking. It can do no other. In ecstasy, it will writhe at your feet. Okay, these are different translations, and I just want to say, and the
0: one you remember is a combo plate. Of yes, both.
1: but anyway, the the idea is so wonderful, and it's so good for writers. There's writhing. There's feet. There's unmasking. And there's There's, don't even wait. Yeah. Just sit there. Yeah. Nap whatever you need to do. And with that, until next week, write your your tushies tushies off. off.